Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, we're looking at green energy job opportunities in Ohio with U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown, Congressman and Senatorial Candidate Tim Ryan, Union Leaders, and Youngstown TV News reporter Lindsey McCoy. First, Senator Brown, who joined with labor and environmental leaders in calling for investing in good-paying, clean energy jobs that strengthen communities and the economy. We know why workers are often weary of what the energy transition will mean for jobs. Too often, they've seen a $29 an hour GM job get replaced by a $14 an hour job at the new company that comes in. We can't let that happen. If we don't do right by American workers, as Congressman Ryan and I were talking last night, if you don't put workers at the center of our economy, at the center of climate policy, at the center of everything we do, we uh, have not served workers and have not served this country. Now, that example he just mentioned about good-paying GM jobs being lost struck a chord with me because early in my career, I worked in Dayton, which made headlines a few years ago when a Chinese company, Fuyao, opened an auto glass factory on the site of an old GM factory in the nearby suburb of Moraine. And the whole process of how that plant got opened and what transpired afterwards is the subject of a Netflix documentary called American Factory. It shows how workers, many laid off in the 2008 recession, were thrilled to finally have a job, but then had a hard time adjusting to making a little over 12 bucks an hour compared to the around $35 an hour they used to make at GM. Some tried to unionize, but their efforts failed as a result of a major company pushback in 2017. What came out very clearly in the film is the major disparity between the expectations of the Chinese company owners and American workers. Back in China, low wages, extraordinarily long hours, and sometimes dangerous working conditions were common. But here in the U.S., not so much. Fast forward now to 2021 and shift your focus to Northeast Ohio, specifically Lordstown, where the old GM Chevy Cruze plant was transformed to much fanfare over the past couple of years into the Lordstown Motors factory that was supposed to start producing the all-electric endurance pickup truck this year. Those hopes, at least in the short term, were dashed, though, when it turned out that all the hoopla and investment expectations were built on non-existent orders, and the company's finances were, as the Beatles once sang, nowhere, man. Exit stage left for the old top management, enter a new management team, and now they've announced the giant Taiwanese company that produces the iPhone, Foxconn, is planning to buy it. What they didn't say was that Foxconn is also the same company where workers were so distraught by low pay and poor working conditions that they literally were flinging themselves off buildings in a rash of suicides in China between 2010 and 2016. Here's a clip from Bloomberg News back in 2012. It has announced yet another wage hike to try to stop workers from committing suicide, killing themselves with a second boost in less than a week. It looks like worker pay will be doubled effective on October the 1st. They'll now earn 2,000 yuan a month. That's just under 300 U.S. dollars. Now Foxconn is one of the world's largest technology companies and they're headed perhaps to Northeast Ohio. But is that good news for workers? 
we asked WFMJ-TV reporter Lindsay McCoy. Some of the auto analysts that we've been talking to so far say that this is a strong company and that they have plenty of capital to keep going and maybe build more vehicles. We haven't heard much about pay scales for jobs just yet. I'm assuming that will be coming soon, though, once this deal is finalized. Right now, they said that they were considering a plant in Wisconsin. They picked us over Wisconsin. One of the analysts that I've interviewed from GuideHouse said there is some reason to be a little skeptical because the Wisconsin plant did not pan out. They were considering maybe Mexico, too. So until this is final on paper, I think people here in North Ohio and even the Mahoning Valley, for sure, are always going to be skeptical because we've lost part of our industry. We've lost some of these companies, and, and a lot of the jobs went with them. So that means, you know, not just the one job, but the whole family has to move. And, you know, these are good-paying jobs. These are where, you know, you make a livable wage. You can support a whole family, put kids in college. And so I think people are, you know, waiting to see. But there is some excitement around this because we want to build what's going to be hopefully known as the Voltage Valley in Lordstown. You've got Altium batteries where they're making the batteries for these cars at the plant nearby, though I'm told GM isn't likely to share those batteries with this company, Foxconn. So still, they're hoping suppliers come there too. A lot of these suppliers are waiting to come online once they see what's going to happen inside this plant. But Lordstown Motors isn't the only game in town, and the Voltage Valley's clean energy future is still pretty bright, with General Motors' EV Ultium battery plant that they opened in conjunction with LG Energy Solutions and more. Congressman Tim Ryan talked about that and about clean energy job opportunities highlighted in the NRDC report. We've been given a real gift, I think, with the opportunity, and now this report confirms it, that we can go full bore into the new economy. We can go into these industries of the future, and we can also make sure that we are lifting up and rebuilding the middle class through these union jobs. And you just go through the list, and to me, it's very exciting because you talk about schools, you're talking about the insulators union, you're talking about electric vehicles, batteries, charging stations, you're talking about you know, the auto workers, you're talking about the building and construction trades, IBEW. You go into the taking out the lead pipes, you're still into the building and construction trades. You go to ports and airports and a smart grid. You're talking about utility worker union. You're talking about, again, the building and construction trades, which will play a large part. When you talk about wanting to move to a green economy, you have to use the greenest steel in the world. And that's made here in the United States, as Senator Brown said, by steelworkers in steel companies here in the United States. And United Steelworkers Union organizer Maria Soma says they're anxious to partner with business towards a clean energy future. The steelworkers are absolutely committed to working with anybody and everybody in partnership to make sure that we are all not only benefiting, So as we benefit, that our world and our climate benefits. Steve Crum, who represents the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, District 4, talked about how solar energy is providing new job opportunities for his members. There's a study that Ohio University did that said that there could be up to 55,000 construction jobs created by these solar projects that that we're looking at. 80% of those jobs tells you we're going to have almost 45,000 Ohioans uh, working on construction projects in solar farms. So since that time, we have done solar projects at Kent State University campuses. Uh, We're putting uh, solar panels 
on roofs of Amazon buildings uh, throughout the state. Uh, we supplemented the Hillcrest solar project down in Southwest Ohio with about 60 workers. And currently we've been awarded three projects, uh, solar projects, huge solar projects, in Southern Ohio. Meanwhile, Jason Walsh, who is the executive director of the Blue-Green Alliance, which aims to unite labor unions and environmental organizations to solve today's environmental challenges, talks about how union workers can and should be at the heart of projects funded through the as-yet-still-unpassed federal infrastructure bill. It is our coalition's guiding principle that we shouldn't have to choose between good jobs and a clean environment. We can and must have both. We are now in a unique moment to embody that principle in the policy choices we make as we work to advance federal legislation to rebuild our economy to be cleaner, stronger, and more equitable. A core priority for us as we advocate to build back better and a centerpiece of our Solidarity for Climate Action platform is making sure that federal investments in clean energy create high quality union jobs and support good union jobs across the full value chain of the clean energy economy, including essentially manufacturing. We have examples across the country of union workers installing wind turbines, completing energy efficiency upgrades and building electric vehicles. The benefits of a unionized clean energy workforce are irrefutable not just for the workers themselves, but also for their employers, their communities, and for climate mitigation. The fact that union workers are typically the best trained workers in their fields means that the outcomes of clean energy projects are improved and none are more important than greenhouse gas pollution reduction. The difference between a properly installed and maintained building retrofit or a solar farm and one that is improperly installed and maintained can be measured in tons of emissions saved or clean megawatts generated. We've got one shot to build out a new clean energy infrastructure. We have to do it right the first time. That was Jason Walsh, executive director of the Blue Green Alliance. For more information on this topic, visit nrdc.org. And by the way, if you haven't seen that documentary about the Fuyao factory down in Moraine, Ohio yet, American Factory, check it out now on Netflix. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net.